episode of Fool's Daily. I'm still joined by Matt. Wagwan. It's still thundery. Not here now. It's, it's eased up here. Sun's back out. My washing will dry off. It's moved. It is moved towards me. So it's obviously it's obviously going eastwards because I'm east of you. Yeah. Um, uh, we shall see what happens. So if this episode gets cut off halfway through, it's because the power got taken out. <laughs> um, so today's episode is an episode of sadness and disappointment. Um, because we're going to talk about the failure that is DAFCON 2017. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will be sympathetic to that. For a limited period, if you keep running on about it being a failure. Oh, okay. How, what's the limited period? Are we? Are we? Are we got like? Is there a meeting? Oh, there's no time scale on it. There will just be an arbitrary. Oh, for God's sake, get over it. Will will occur. Okay, fair enough. What we need to do is make that occur in time with the klaxon. Do you know? It's, do we still have the klaxon in episodes, even though no episode ever goes fifteen minutes. I did not know that because obviously I, I tend not to listen to them because I'm always on them. See, I never listen to them. I just know it's on there because <laughs> you put it on there. there. Um, so yeah, so Dafcon. Um, regular listeners to the show, this will probably possibly be quite redundant. Um, if you've not listened before or are a new listener, welcome. Uh, Where have you been? Yeah. The hell, we've been doing this ages, Johnny. Come on, this is this, this, you know, we're getting near 350 episodes, Uh, and they just come in now, but they own the place. I know it's not a hotel, I think they're Danny Dyer. Um, so last year, uh, I ran an event called DAFCON at the wonderful Firestorm Games in Cardiff. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, nice! Yeah, I should have to get my Thor figure out, and so you can see his friends. Um, and the whole point of Dafcon was a gaming convention for games that hadn't, you know, they didn't get a fair shake. But so basically, all of the games that we talk about on this show. So, you know, the, the smaller games, games. Um, small games that aren't, weren't from Games Workshop or Privateer Press. And it was a, a great success. You know, we, it was a three day convention. We had 70 odd people a day playing a huge variety of systems. Um, we had an exceptionally popular demo pit where people came and showed off the games that they were working on and, you know, in pre-Kickstarter or pre-published stage. So um, we had uh, Paranoid Miniatures came down and ran demos for the three days. They were on the episode a couple of days ago with Mythos. Um, Mike Hutchinson of the forthcoming Gaslands game, uh, he came down and he ran Gasland demos all weekend. Uh, Gasland's going to be massive. Sorry? I suspect Gaslands will be massive when it comes. Yes. It's the only reason I haven't got rid of my Route 666 stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was all excellent. It was all really, really good, and it went re- really, really well. Um, it was 
quite a strain putting it together because contrary to what some people believe, there is no team in putting these things together. It is me. Um, again, advantage of working from home. <laughs> I just lift things. I just carry heavy boxes around. That's my entire... Well, no, to be fair, at DAFCON, at DAFCON 2016, you, your, your main thing was just not coming back. And getting oh, one one time you you go out for one small drink and it just you never hear the end of it. How many small drinks was it? There was some. I don't know. I was <laughs> you drunk. lost count. <laughs> yeah, pretty early on in fairness. So, um, so that was great. So, uh, but it was the timing of it. Um, it was held in the Easter holidays. Meant that. Salute was the following weekend. And so we had issues with people wanting to come to demonstrate their games and things. You couldn't because they had to get ready for Salute. Um, you know, big sales event for them. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely lashing it down now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it will pass quite quickly, I think. I think yeah. so. Oh. And so... That was it was all super and wonderful, and so we set up this year and um, decided it was going to be held in August because that was away from salute, and so you could uh, hopefully get more people to come along. And it was in the summer holidays, so come along three days in three days in Cardiff, come out and play. Uh, got it all set up. I have. I don't know, nearly 30 different game systems were going to be running. Um, demo pit was packed, put on additional things like painting and sculpting classes. Um, so it was a full all-round hobby experience. And for reasons that I'm not 100% sure of, but just didn't get the traction that we had last year. Yeah, I mean, there, lots of people were talking about, oh, it clashes with holidays. Um, it's, I mean, for, for a lot of people, the, the events calendar has been fairly rammed as well. So, you know, there are competing pressures for, particularly for more than a single, more than single day events. And lots of people were kind of talking about, oh, if only. Um, but yeah, it certainly just didn't seem to, I don't think it's, it didn't get the buy-in as a concept that it did last year because I think everybody, everybody that came last year immediately afterwards was talking brilliant fun, can't wait for next year, and all that kind of thing. I don't know. It's it's this year it was going to clash with BrickCon, yes, which is another factor um, purely for because of that the competition for weekends, um, and I just think really um, there is no right time for it, unfortunately, with with the the gaming calendar being what it is these days, both, you know, for sort of competitive events, but also for kind of conference type things and salute and sales, sales events the, the golden age of gaming that we referred to previously, I think potentially we were victims of that in the fact that there's just so much competition for people and their hobby time that, there just wasn't perhaps the opportunity for people to commit to it this year. 
yeah, certainly I, doesn't make it a failure. No, no, I think I think there were a couple of things that changed that um, contributed it. The change in ticketing, I think, may have caused an issue. Um, the first year we had fifty VIP tickets, um, which got you a bag of swag, and the bag of swag in the end worked out over about one hundred twenty quid's worth of stuff. I mean, you yeah, got a full, you got a Gilball, you got a Gilball starter team in it. Yeah. Um, so I think not having those hurt, um, and I didn't. I don't think I communicated well enough the uh, the fact that there was an early bird thing, and if you got your ticket early, then you would get a swag. And so the ticket, basically, the ticket, the first X people to buy would get a swag bag. Yeah, don't think I contributed that. Um, I made the decision that I was going to get rid of day passes because I really wanted people to buy into the whole convention thing. And so the pricing, instead of buying an expensive ticket and then being able to pick the events that were on the day for that thing, or buy the weekend ticket and then just being able to pick events, and the events didn't cost anything extra. Um, instead, I went for a cheaper conference pass which got you into the thing and then you would pay effectively a nominal fee for the events that you wanted to pay in so if you wanted to if you only were only going to come for one day then it would be expensive because it would be 20 pounds for the um three the weekend pass and then five pounds for whatever event you wanted to go into yeah um and the reason for doing that was so that you could charge different amounts for different things. So then the sculpting classes, for example, were more expensive because you've got a tutor coming in, but plus you're going to get provided with all of the materials and the sculpting yeah. materials, etc., that you need. So you have to charge more. So we put, I think that, and, you know, when it was obvious that ticket sales weren't going, I put on day passes. And a few people picked them up, but I think at that point it was already a dead thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think that helped. I think the other thing that didn't help is the flighty nature of this show. Mm. Is that in the build-up to last year, we were very much on a three, four episodes a week schedule. Yeah. And so we were promoting it very heavily. And I think without this show, you know, being on a, you know, two, three episodes a month, if you're lucky, um, you haven't got that constant promotion and mm-hmm. constant push to generate the ticket sales. And so what we ended up with was a situation where I was going to have to start spending money and there wasn't a sufficient ticket money to cover what had to be spent. Yeah. Um, and so I had to make the difficult decision to cancel it. So it is, unfortunately, no more. No. Um, and to be honest, I don't anticipate it coming back. No. Um, and it is, it's definitely sad. As, as I say, I don't think it can or should be viewed as a failure. Um, although I fully, having known you for some time now, I understand how you will feel about that and you will blame yourself. Um, but it's interesting to see that now 
since that announcement, there have been some SmogCon developments. Well, yes, yes, there is some positive. There is some positive news for the Fool's Daily vision of gaming, which is you know many small things, butterflying about, etc. So the whole idea of DAFCON actually came out of um, the. SmogCon three years ago, yep. when SmogCon was not a pure privateer press event, um, the, we ran Malifaux there. Uh, when I think it was the th- I think it was three years ago, um, out of a hotel yes, in Guildford, and it was a stonking success. SmogCon itself was a success, but amongst the Malifaux players, everyone loved the idea of hotel-based events. And yep. there were a lot of people who went and crossed over. Um, yeah, the people went. were going and playing the midnight gaming down in the main sort of play area. Yeah. And we ran, you know, multiple different events. There was random doubles. There was a henchman, har- there was henchman hardcore where you had to run the length of the hall to get your um, next opponent. Um, and it all worked beautifully. It, it worked really, really well. And everyone sort of seemed to enjoy themselves playing in those events. And so that was sort of the spurring thing. When that ceased to be for, um, you know, when it became private press only. Well, well, in fairness, I remember going out the evening where we all went to whatever burger joint it was, and that's where that conversation started of a hotel slash festival of gaming for all of the things that we were into. Yes. Yes, the Festival of Gaming. That's it, I'd forgotten that. The Glastonbury of Gaming. Yeah. But, um, you know, you haven't got a poo in a bucket or anything. No. And so, you know, that was sort of the whole DAFCON thing. But obviously, you know, DAFCON isn't happening this year. But SmogCon is going back to being a multi-system event from next year, from February. And, you know, they're going to run Malifaux and stuff. And we have been in discussion, Matt and I have been in discussion with um, the SmogCon organisers um, about getting uh, a Fool's Daily area um, for the three days. And none of this none of this confirmed. You know, it's still all being negotiated. It may not happen. But what we have asked for is the space for 16 6x4 tables. And what we are proposing to do is to run multiple events for the small games that we champion across those three days. Um, So, you know, an eight-player of Gods and Mortals event. Um an eight-player Dragon Rampant event, and at the same yeah. time be running the participation games that we had been talking about doing for DAFCON this year, of things like um, This Is Not A Test or uh, 7TV. Yeah. So basically games where you just rock up, you have nothing, you don't have to bring anything with you, and you play for an hour hour and a half and then you go away again you you know you achieve objectives and the way that we had discussed them is that there was basically a ladder mechanism and how many points you score in that um session that you play puts you somewhere on the 
ladder and you know the at the end of the three days the top three in the ladder get a little prize or something yeah you know, that sort of thing um matt has his bungee run zombie game yep uh, that works you know can work in the same way so we've been we've asked for this sort of thing and hopefully you know you know if enough people mail smogcon and tell them that they would like to do this sort of thing then you can do it. And we've been discussing running it because events run in, you know, re- events sort of run during the daytime. Um, we had been discussing not opening up the Fool's Daily area to maybe two o'clock in the afternoon. So you can go and play in, you know, a War Machine event in the morning or whatever, and then come along and play in a silly little game for a couple of hours in the afternoon or into, into the evening. Um, and obviously, you've still got the smog pit where you can go and play games, but you know it's generally it's full of war machine, as, as is right. I mean, it's a war machine audience. Uh, so we don't know, but you know we we have to come up with a cool name, the Fool's Daily Fun Pit or something. But yeah, I don't want to use the word pit because it gets confused with smog pit. Um, uh, fun with Fool's Daily or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but you know. That's what we're going to do, and we'll brand it as the Fool's Daily area. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, if it all works out, then people will come along and, you know, get to play those games that they wanted to play at, at um, SmogCon, but at uh, DAFCON, but Dafcon. Yeah. aren't able to anymore. So that's happening. And the other thing that we've been talking about is the continuation of the Fool's Daily Roadshow idea. Um, where basically we come along and we rock up at your gaming club or something with um, a few games, effectively the participation games. Um, yeah. And you pl- you know you play for an evening and then we go away again. Um, like ninjas. Yeah, old fat ninjas. Yeah, but ninjas nevertheless. All right, fair enough. Kung Fu Panda like ninjas. Gaming ninjas. Don't, don't ruin it. Go with it. Feel it. Own it. All right. Um, so again, we shall we shall see if that comes to fruition. But it's certainly an idea that's on the table um, to help get those sorts of things. You know, the things that we like get a few more people enthused about them. And if we can, you know, if we can get one more player of a game out of going to one of those things, because one player generally turns into two, because you know, you've got to have someone to play against. Yeah. Uh, then that would be brilliant. So that's, you know, that's the the post-Smog, the post-DAFCON plan. Yeah. Um, and of course, nothing. it may be that nothing happens, and in which case, um, you know, Matt and I will just sit in our basements going, oh, nobody loves us. Oh, I do that a lot anyway. Well, and then case, I love myself. <laughs> we know. For all of ten seconds. It's all it takes. Never disappointed. Always satisfied. Right. So so that was it really. I haven't got anything else to say about it. Other than I'm sorry for the people who I'm sorry to the people who wanted to come um to the event, but you know, who had bought tickets and who were disappointed that um it's not happening. So, 
but it's probably Theresa May's fault. Or Jeremy Corbyn's, depending on which political preference you have. No. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, no, yeah? Well, I, I was being like the BBC then. I was going to stand staunchly in my left-wing camp, and then I thought, no, in the interests of fairness um, and non-political bias, it could be His Holiness the Corbyn's fault, but it's highly unlikely. I don't know. I don't know. There was a report today about where people get their news from. And so they get it from Fools Daily? No. They get it from... They get it, uh, an increasing amount of people discuss the news on WhatsApp... Okay. Yes. So there were a load of complaints uh, from the Brexit campaign that uh, during the Brexit campaign about the BBC's coverage that a they were clearly pro remain and b they didn't harass they didn't debunk the um leave campaigners arguments enough. Mm which seemed to me to be on the opposite end of the political spectrum. Yeah. Um, There's no rhyme or reason to it. Politics which probably, is which probably, which, But it probably means that the BBC isn't biased at all. Uh, I, I, no, I don't think it is at all. Um, even through the election, you know, there were complaints of people being... Pro-Tory, but then also not challenging Labour candidates and letting Tory candidates bimble around. Well, that's it's right. Just I mean, complaints about being grilling, pro-Tory, but... and then the da- Daily Mail says that it's a communist leftist rag. <laughs> of course, anything... Daily Mail yeah. is a communist... No, no, the, the BBC is a communist leftist oh. rag. Well, in fairness, from the Daily Mail... Um, Everything or, is, you know, it's its headquarters in in the Mailstag. It probably does look a bit left wing to them. I was I was going to say, yes, Mein Kampf is probably left wing to them. Yeah, I would suggest that that's the case. I've finished three policemen while we've been recording these two episodes. Have you? That's brilliant. I haven't painted anything. No, this one's got terrible mould slipped down his face that I can't do anything with. Where, who's he from? Uh, West West Wind. I see. Uh, I knew that's what you were going to say. Yeah. They are the worst company for sending out products that have slips in them. Yeah. They really are. They, their quality control is appallingly bad. But, sorry, he's painted, he'll do. It's, again, going back to what we were talking about in the last episode, being accepting of, do you know what, it's got paint on, I can use it, it'll do. Yeah, who's going to see the mould slip other than you? Yeah. All right, okay, and with that bombshell, I've been Mike. I've been Matt. Bye-bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter. We're at Fools Underbar Daily or via email foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>